Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Winner's Circle. I'm Derek. And I'm Cody. And we are here. If you're listening to this right now, it's the day before Christmas Eve. So we're talking the 23rd. If you're watching it on YouTube, it's Christmas Eve, guys. Santa's almost here. We're really excited about it. We know that we had spoken about this last week where we said, you know, Survivor's officially over. We did hear some of your comments about maybe covering Amazing Race. Cody, I think we, we might do that, right? Maybe. We'll see. I'm a noob when it comes to Amazing Race. I'll be like watching and probably have no idea what's going on and say something and people be like, boo, you're stupid. Stick with Big Brother. And I'm like, fine, I will. I mean, I think Amazing Race is pretty easy because it's yeah. a pretty, it's a simple concept. I've never concept. watched it ever. The only thing I know about Amazing Race is what Nicole told me when we were on All Stars. And I, I don't even really remember much of it. I forgot. That's right. Nicole was on Amazing yeah. Race. A lot of Big Brother players have been on Amazing Race. Now, it's definitely something that you had uh, Jessica and Cody, um, Nicole and Victor, Rachel Riley, Alyssa Riley. There's others too. Jeff and Jordan. Yo, this is so random and totally on. Uh... Off, off topic, a little bit of drama. Did you notice a little bit of drama that was going on on Twitter in the Big Brother realm? Wait, wait, drama in the Big drama. Brother realm? No, I never heard Start, of it. Starting hey. from Janelle. Janelle? No, I going don't. Going at what, Nicole. Nicole. Which Nicole? Franzel. But but she was been going at her since All Stars. Yeah, no? but I thought it like had died and it came out of nowhere. I was streaming the other day. Somebody was like, "Oh, did you see the drama?" And it was like Janelle went at Nicole and was like, "What a real competitor looks like." And it was talking about it was like Rachel Riley like saying something to Nicole and Victor. And I was like, "Oh wow, she just is like she's ruthless. She stills going at Nicole." Yeah, they definitely are oil and water, huh? Those two. They. I feel like at, when I was on the All Star season, I was the person that was keeping Janelle from like snapping on her because we were have knots together but it was like fun i was like oh a little bit of drama in the big brother universe huh well you know there's always drama there's always drama in our reality where i mean listen it's facts every time i turn around there's somebody going at somebody it's like just pick a day pick a day yeah that's true. Like, let's have them all get in a boxing match together imagine imagine a big brother u.s boxing rival match yeah i mean who'd be they, your rival oh jesus Maybe don't get into that yeah i mean there's honestly, I'm not gonna, I mean, there's honestly only one person that I'd probably want to box. You know, I've been asked to do it a couple of times. There's only one person I want to box and we're going to leave gonna, that up to your yeah. imagination. Yeah. I'm not going to say that name. There's only one. If you, if you follow me, you know who that probably is. Let's just say it, it physically would be impossible to box this person for the smart people out there. Don't know what that means, but take it and listen, run with it, baby. Hey, listen, stay, nothing's going to upset us. No, it's Christmas is coming. Santa's yeah. here. The tree's lit. Okay. Mine and red lights. All right, look at your tree behind you. I mean, Dude, fire. you should see. Speaking of trees, did I ever tell you about what happened to our tree this year? As long as it's not on fire and you didn't- you It's know. not on fire, but okay. I, it's the saddest looking thing ever. Christy took it off her TikTok, but she ordered this tree and the picture was like, oh, wow, it's going to be this awesome tree. And we get the tree and we're like spreading the stuff out and we're like, um, this isn't working. This isn't making the tree look full. Our tree is bare bones. Like it, it could not, like, you know, when you spread these fake, the artificial trees, that's supposed to make them look full. Ours has spaces everywhere. Christy had to wrap like this ribbon around the whole thing just to fill the space between the two layers. Like, you know, how one layer gets hooked in and then it drops and then you open it up, bro. The layers are like clear as day. To, you can see them. It's an absolute nightmare. It was, we, I, it's an, it's a nightmare of a tree. I got to ask. Okay. So this is your first year you and Christy living together for Christmas, yeah. right? Yeah. How do you drop the ball and not go out and get a real tree the first year? A real tree? I've never had a real tree in my entire life. What? Yeah. Real trees are out, bro. Those light on fire and burn down houses. That what? is a fact. You don't do a what, real tree, What, do they tree, spontaneously right? that's, that's combust? High, 
No, the lights in the tree, and as it gets as it dries out a little bit, because you know you got to put water on the bottom, and if you don't, <laughs> the lights heat up. The tree gets a little bit dry, and then, go, dude, those things go up in an instant. Those are like it's like gas and fire. All right, first poll in the in the comment section, yeah. weigh in. Real tree, fake tree. What are we rolling with? I know I always had a fake tree. My most, no, I shouldn't say that. There, it was intermittent. Some years we had a fake one. Some years we had a real one. As I when okay. I was a kid, I I remember more years than not going and getting a real one. It was such a good occasion. And since having Tenley and Peyton, we always get a real one. It's tradition. We go out. We let the girls pick the tree. There's nothing better than going picking out a tree. Getting hot chocolate. There's Christmas music playing. That you go, you you have the people, the young kids that are usually working at the tree farm. You say, "This is is this the one, guys? Yes, this is it." They wrap it up in a net. You smell the pine needles. You bring it home, and your whole house smells like Christmas. It's amazing. Let me and by you, the way, me, Cody, it's full. Let me let me give you <laughs> that was a jab, and you didn't need to say it. Let me give you another. Let me give you another before you guys weigh in in the comments. Okay, Scrooge, wait, <laughs> give get, us it. You, you get yourself this incredible hot chocolate, which you make homemade. Put the chocolate <laughs> into the pot. You melt the chocolate. You add the milk. You heat it up. You stir it. You add any marshmallows you would like. You have that. You stay in the warmth of your own home. The tree comes down from a little attic or a closet <laughs> that you have. You bring it out. You light a pine cone candle. You ah, get the Christmas music Because those don't on catch on fire. It's a candle. You don't put it on the tree. You set it next to the tree by the TV. So okay? you're telling me that a candle, an open flame, has a lesser chance of you know causing a fire than a, just a tree in water. Dad, I'm not putting the candle on the bottom of the tree. I'm putting it like off open so flame. This, the aroma is there. Okay. It's not near okay. the tree. Okay. Okay. So the natural aroma is not there. But either is the the sap that comes along with these pine <laughs> trees. Okay. So and they also shed and they make a mess. All right. And so now you, you ruined my whole warm thing because now it sounds a little bit angry and it's not even warm anymore. No, fake no, tree is the way to go. <laughs> fake tree is the way to go. Okay? You keep about, your Charlie Brown tree in there and you do your thing. You put your gloves on so that the things don't prick your fingers and hurt you. And then you spread them apart nice and easy. You put the lights around and then voila, we'll see how Christmas. We'll see that, how that changes as life changes for you and, you know, you expand we're getting, your we're family. We're keeping a fake tree. Okay, Scrooge. All right, moving on. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to win this. Over. Still, it's not like guys. I'm, not I'm gonna work on him. I'm going to work on him. I got you. I'm going to work on him. But he, it's not his fault because you've had a fake tree your entire life, right? That's, That's right. all you know. I'm going to stick to it. Oh my God! Just bring the attic, bring the tree down from the attic, guys. Here it comes in sections. Well, I would always help my dad. I would always be. I would always be at the bottom. Like, eh, Dad, are you holding it? Don't drop oh, it. My God. You know, speaking of Christmas, because I'm I'm definitely in the holiday spirit. I know you are too. We were talking about it beforehand, and you stopped me. You said, "Hey, I don't want to hear it now. Wait to the podcast. Yeah. I want to share with everyone before we get into it, because it's it's a funny story." Uh, let's take our first break, and we'll be right back. Oh 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 O'Reilly! You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. All right, so we're back from break, and I was telling Cody before we started recording tonight that I had a funny Christmas story. We were out two nights ago. Uh, going to put decorations on a Christmas tree, a real one in a park. That's pretty and, cool. Yes. Maybe we'll we have, do that as a tradition. So we actually have a tree in Rhode Island. Uh, it's in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, Slater Park. It's a memorial tree. You can reserve one for your loved ones that you've lost. And it has a little sign in front of it that puts out, you know, your grand, our grandparents, all that mm. stuff. And you can put ornaments on it. It's lit. You can go visit it. And it's, it's really, really cool. Go every year, take pictures. Um, on my way home, Saw a little Best Buy and I was looking earlier, you know, just searching the internet and I saw this new um, VR goggle, the Quest 2s, the Oculus, and they've been out for a while. This is the second version. My co-host has them on my other podcast mm -hmm. and she loves them. And I'm like, we were just at Foxwoods Casino not too long ago and my daughters played the, the virtual reality machine there. It's like a big machine. Mm -hmm. And supposedly these things are just as, if not better than those. So I'm like, let me go look because they weren't available anywhere else. I go in there real quick, you know, doing some window shopping and there's a there's a set there. There's a box there. They have one. So I'm like, I'm going to buy it. 
they offer kind of the same deal as like Amazon now, where if, if you don't use it, like you in 30, if you don't like it, you can return it. Okay. No, no questions asked. So I'm like, what do I got to lose? So I bring it home. And this is embarrassing because I'm 37. I originally got these because I felt like I like I just prefaced by saying my kids loved it. Thought it'd be a great game for them. So last night I'm hooking it up. The kids were in bed. Like I'm, I'm gonna download a couple games. You know I got it on. By the way, it looks phenomenal. You you really do feel like you're there. But I'm like boxing game. Ah, this is probably not that good. I'm gonna download it. It's called um, the Thrill to Fight or whatever. I'm like I'm gonna download it. So I download it. Nine ninety nine. Boop. Download it. Loads up, bro. I was playing that game for like two hours. And what time was this? This was like one o'clock in the morning. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Seriously. Dead serious. I'm in the living room and I'm in full blown matches. I was a ball of sweat. As the rounds were ending, like in between rounds, I was like curled over. It was like I was in a real boxing match. Did you have the the water bottle to your left? I I was corner in the living room. I wish I had a water bottle. I was dying. It was two to three minute rounds. I fought like four or five rounds. Cody, no word of a lie. When it ended, I laid on the floor in the living room for like 20 minutes to recover. I must have burned four or 500 calories. And here's the funny part. I'm sore today. My (laughs) arms, my shoulders. I feel like I was in a 15 round fight. It's probably, you know, old age, but also the fact that like I just really got way too into it. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, a boxing match is exhausting in itself, like a real boxing match. And like these VR, these like virtual reality games that you can play, that's like realistic. It's what's your take on punches are getting thrown on. Um, You're a gamer. Like, have you heard about the Oculus? I'm not. This isn't a sponsorship. Like I'm telling you now before mm -hmm. he gets into it. If you can afford it, it's it's pricey. There's one that's two ninety nine and one that's three ninety nine with more storage. Mm -hmm. Um so, I mean, either work. It just depends on how many games you're going to play. But guys, we have had so I have so many videos on my phone from today mm-hmm. where my girls were playing and I was recording them while they're in there dancing with robots yeah. and stuff. Yeah. They didn't. We burned the battery out. We had to. It's yeah. on the charger now. But like you being a gamer, like, yeah. is it something that you're interested in? Is it like in that community or is it more of like a novelty? Um, it's definitely, I mean, people definitely love it for me, those kind of things like the virtual reality stuff and and all that. It's something that's like fun, but in my opinion, that just like dies. And this is only with me. I'm not saying that happens to everybody else. Nobody has ever said that to me, but for me, when I'm playing these, it's like, you know, do you remember we, Oh, of course they have it in their room. Yes. Yeah. So I loved we, and then it just died for me. And I was right back to playing PlayStation because it's cool and all, but I, I mean, I don't know, like the whole, you know, I'm I'm more into first person shooter games. And so for me, Call of Duty growing up, SOCOM growing up, those are the games that I played. And so for me, like I like the action. I like the the opportunity to win a match or win a round and all stuff like that. But I can't see them figuring that out where it's cool, like with the glasses on the, the virtual reality, unless I can use a controller and it just makes me feel like I'm still there, which you are I using a controller. That. You are using, you have two controllers in each hand. It's like a gun, dude. Yeah, it's, but then, it's then you walk and stuff. But like, I'm doing a lot of stuff. I don't know. I We, I thought, was like the verge of it. It was like you were starting, you had the two controllers and it was like arms and stuff. And then I felt like it went up to this virtual reality. And I didn't get into Wii, so I can't see myself really getting into it. And you know me, I'm a gamer, bro. Like, I game hours each day. Dude, I know we don't see each other often in person. Yeah. We have to get together. And you're gonna, your mind's gonna be blown. I definitely agree with you. It's not the the the. It's not strong enough yet, like the drivers or whatever, mm-hmm. to because it's an independent system. It doesn't have to be hooked up to anything. It's wireless. Everything's internal, right? And the games are very good, but I don't think it has like the GP the uh, the graphics to do like a Call of Duty or something yet. Mm-hmm. But it has like first per- person games mm-hmm. that are like shooting games and stuff. It looks more like a Halo style, but it's yeah, it's unbelievable. I've seen some videos. Dude, it blows we out of the water. It's not even, yeah. it shouldn't even, I thought it was going to be like that as well. It shouldn't even be in the same sentence, but you have to get down here or get, find someone. I definitely think you should come down. Yeah. It is ridiculous. There's like, there's also virtual reality worlds that you can load, like I'm on a space station, like an actual space station. Yeah. You're looking down at earth, bro. It feels like you're there. Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. I like it was unbelievable. When we get done recording, I'm gonna yeah. edit this podcast. Yeah, I'm hopping on the. I'm hopping on You're the quest. On it. All right, 
I'm getting on I respect it. it. And I by the way, it. we could if you had it, we can like chat with each other. We can play table tennis, like yeah. real table tennis against yeah. each other. See, we you can know box each other. On, this is on its way to the metaverse. That's what you this know? is. This is no, this is it, for the metaverse too, dude. Yeah, it's it, there. There's going to be a. It's not right now. Obviously, it's going to be a ways out. I'm saying like ten years. There's going to be people that barely can live in their real in the reality. They're more famous and more popular, more rich in their metaverse. Yeah. And their metaverse. And then it's going to lead to more people just being out of the workforce and and not working. And it's going to be awesome. Hey, but you you know, if you're doing crypto and NFTs, you guess you can do it in the metaverse. I don't know a lot about that. Maybe that's something that we should, maybe we should get, I should get a little bit informed about it because I've been seeing the cryptos and none of it's making much sense to me. I'm like, how is this making millions of dollars? Like it's, is it real money? It's a whole different beast. I, I tried talking to Mike Holloway about it, the guy who won Survivor, because he's big okay. into crypto, and he was trying to explain it to me. And I'm like, I just got to start doing some research. But you yeah. are right. The uh, Facebook actually, uh, I think, is the like the creator or behind the Oculus. So you have to have a Facebook account mm-hmm. to sign in and do all those things. But I'm just scratching the surface as far as the game. Like you said, there's this whole metaverse thing where it's social interactions with other mm-hmm. people and communicating and sharing things and buying things and it i was just so impressed at how good the virtual reality was i didn't yeah. expect that but i i mean you really bring up a good point because there are people right now i was just seeing online we might as well go down this path we're already talking mm-hmm. about it like there are metaverses that are, have already been created snoop dogs pushing it right he just bought a like a piece of land for a couple million dollars in a metaverse i think it's the sandbox metaverse there was someone else who bought a yacht Wait, inside out. the metaverse. I have yeah. a question. He bought m- with money. Yep, crypto land in the in the metaverse. Yep, he has a Snoop, the Snoop Dogg's house, and I apologize, it wasn't Snoop. He has his house. Somebody bought the plots of land next to him for like two million dollars. Ether, ether in whatever. the metaverse. In the metaverse, and then someone just spent six hundred thousand on a yacht in the metaverse. From their crypto dollars. Yeah, it's all like that Ethereum. Ethereum yeah, they're trying to create. Dude, they're literally trying to create an alternate reality where dollars is not used and cryptocurrency is used. So the cryptocurrency, does it have any value? Like for me right in this second, unless somebody. Well, you can cash it out. You can cash out Ethereum and stuff like that, like Bitcoin. Yeah. And so you can cash it out. So it's a digital coin. But okay. if you sell that coin, like if I have a Bitcoin. I think they're around like 30, 40,000, right? And you buy it from me. Cody buys it from me. I get paid out for that. You Now mm-hmm. you own the coin. Got so it. if it goes up or down, it's almost like an equity. Yeah. But it's- um, this, But who's, this, who's paying out this dollar amount? Well, the people who are paying in for it initially. So like it's all on the blockchain where somebody, all the coins were mined. Mm-hmm. And then I get what you're saying. Like where's the money originate from? Right. But people are paying out of pocket for that value but their their pocket is being transferred into their crypto wallet. Which and so who, like who are they paying out of their pocket to? To the person they're buying the coin from, or the person who, who that mined person it. buy the coin from? Who's the head? You of- can mine them. You can mine them. What does that mean, dude? It's a whole different world. We could do a two hour podcast. You we can should, mine. We should them. find out about it because I yeah. want to know because there's you know you see I see it on TikTok all the time. Everybody's like, oh look at my crypto. I made this and you missed out. And it's like if you would have taken your stimulus check from 2019 and put it into crypto, you could be making like millions. And I'm like, where are these millions coming from? You know, I hear I see it too. And I I'm actually I do have a little FOMO about it because I'm like super like nerdy when it comes to stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah. For me, a rule of thumb that I have is you can't invest, you shouldn't invest what you can't afford to lose. Mm-hmm. And you should only invest in things you understand. Right. So for me, it's like, I, I, maybe my brain is just too simple, but it's like, I don't like real estate. I know real estate. Here's a piece of land. You bought right. it. If the market goes up, that land's worth more. You can sell it. If it goes right. down, you know, that's what it is. Or you can, you can rent out the property, whatever. Same thing with equities. I don't know as much about it, but like when I buy stock in Target, mm-hmm. I know that if Target's doing well, yeah. my stock goes up and the, however right. many stocks I have are worth more and I can sell them to someone else who's on the stock market, who's looking to trade, right? Yeah. For, and they'll trade me for money. If it, Target stock goes down because they have like some type of attack, a cyber attack, well, guess what? Those stocks that I bought at $20 a piece are now worth $15 a piece. I lost money. Yeah. I can understand that. Crypto, if I had money to spare, I don't think I would use it there unless I really took the time 
to completely understand it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I will one day. Maybe I'll be preaching about crypto, you know, six months from now. But I just I just don't understand it enough to to spend any money that I can I've established that I can afford to lose. Cause every time you invest, no matter what it's in, it's a gamble. But if I'm gonna gamble, it's gonna be on something I think I understand. Yeah, I mean, it's just weird because the reason why I have so many questions about it is because there are so many commercials that you're seeing out right now. You know, like Odell Beckham was in a crypto um, commercial. Uh, Matt Damon was just in a crypto commercial. I think Tom Brady was in one too. I'm like, who is spending all this money to get these big wigs into cryptocurrency to get people? Because, you know, obviously we know why they do it. We know why marketing and advertising puts these faces on what something is is because that makes you know average people like us being like oh well if they're using it I want to try it or if they they must have you know chose or might be behind it because they're on this commercial or else why would they be doing this so let me look into it let me see what it is and I just don't understand where this money is coming from yeah it says right here crypto.com launched a hundred million dollar global advertising campaign like who is crypto why how are they making money where are they getting this money from and what is that going to do to the dollar what yeah, like, I mean, well, is the metaphors, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the dollar's already in, in, in shambles right now as it is with inflation, but it's like, does this help? Like, I don't know, man. This thing is weird to me. Well, there's weird. definitely a lure to be first, right? Like the people that are investing in crypto now, like high risk, high reward. It, mm-hmm. There is definitely a, an advantage to getting in when it's new because, and the reason why is because it's so risky, right? You right. don't know if it's going to be a success or a failure. The only thing I'll say to people out there, and we're not financial advisors, is again, those millionaires, like you see someone investing $2 million mm-hmm. into cryptocurrency, into NFTs, they're probably worth billions or or, mm-hmm. or excess millions where yeah. $2 million to them- right. Two million to them is not going to make or break them. So for you, you have to decide like what is something that you can afford to lose. It may be a couple thousand bucks or something like that. And if that's something where you're like, "Eh, if it hits, great. If it doesn't, no big deal. Then maybe that's the money you play with. But when you see these big numbers, don't think that it's the normal Joe who's taking their whole life savings, investing it in crypto. Because again, as I said, high risk, high reward, right? But again- that comes with the possibility that a lot of these crypto coins don't survive. There's like a, there's like there's a bunch of different ones, like Bitcoin, Dogecoin, all these different ones. Shibuino. Many, yeah, exactly. Many of them are not going to survive. And so the question becomes like Ethereum, like which is going to be the standard coin that we go yeah. with? And ultimately, if you if you risk if you guess wrong and you put your life savings on it. You're not getting it back. So that's you know, the only thing I would it, caution you know what people. It seemed like to me when, and I obviously I, I haven't done enough, but like just on the first, the first time I heard of it, it seemed a lot like penny stocks. Do you remember when, I don't know if this was a thing for you and it caught for you, but when I was in college, a lot of people were talking about trading penny stocks and like, dude, get into these penny stocks and you can make, you can put in money and it can make a bump happen. And then more people can put it in the market, just kind of like auto corrects it. And then all of a sudden it skyrockets. And if you get in, in the beginning, you can make millions. That's what it seems like to me. And penny stocks are not a thing. Yeah. And so that's that's what it kind of seemed like to me. And I may be completely wrong, guys. Let me know down below if you guys yeah. have any insight on this and if I'm way off basis. But it seemed a lot like penny stocks and trading penny stocks, which what we learned. And, and you know, I took finance because I, I graduated with business degree, took uh, economics. It's like penny stocks are not the move yeah, unless no, I mean, you have money that you're willing to lose. That's it. You just got to know, like, it's got to be throwaway money where it's like, hey, mm-hmm. if it hits, amazing. And if it doesn't, not a big deal. You could say the same thing about it, like the first investors in Uber and all these other things, right? Like right. nobody, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people. That was when, an idea. It was an idea like, hey, listen, here's this new thing. It's going to be the next big thing. You're going to have, instead of, ha- you know, you're going to have transportation and you're going to be picked up by random strangers. It's going to be huge. I'm sure there mm-hmm. were a ton of investors. I know there were mm-hmm. that turned down Uber. I think Gary V was one of them where mm-hmm. like he didn't invest in Uber, but he came yeah. to him. He was like, getting picked up by strangers in the middle. Yeah, okay. And he didn't invest in it. And now it's a multi-billion dollar operation. So again, it's one of those things. We'll see how it goes. We'll see what happens. But we talked a lot. We went on a lot of subjects there. But VR, I was not a a believer. I was not a believer until I got the Quest, the Oculus, and now I see it. I see that, you know, with this uh, artificial, you know, virtual reality, it can, it has cameras on the outside. So it can still see your room and stuff. So you see it sometimes like Amazon where there's going to be points where you're going to be in a virtual store like on Amazon Mm -hmm. and you're going to be able to pick up these things and then 
select them to buy yeah. them. It's going to go right yeah. to your wallet. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be weird. I'm not about that. Like a virtual reality. I love it. I love it, dude. I, I can't don't yet. know. I, I love know. it. And I, I mean, I, my, it's so crazy. Like our kids too, like Tenley's hopping on it. She's already got it figured out. She's picking up cubes and moving yeah. them and she's using her virtual hands. But like yeah. um, augmented reality is the word I was looking for. Where like okay. you can now like at Ikea, you can go on the Ikea website on your phone and then show your camera into a corner of the room and it'll show the chair that you're thinking about buying in your room. I'm that's, sure you've seen that before. Yeah, that's cool. And, and, I, and I see that happening with the goggles. So yeah. we talked a lot about virtual reality yeah. the metaverse but this is again we're kind of a little bit all over the place but this is a holiday episode yeah right we're, we're not getting serious we know we kind of do headlines it's near the end of the year we want to yeah. keep it positive i i'm excited about my quest cody really isn't he's <laughs> i'm not gonna be cody, getting it I cody's sitting it. on That's his couch with his remote control and his fake tree and his hot cocoa it's actually cocoa right here good, though i sit the right hot. here and i got my controller Right here, we've got the logo on it and everything. And I Let's turn go. like this, and it's this monitor right here. I'm just locked in. I, I do agree with you, though, like as far as like when the – because I will say the Quest, the Oculus can hook up to your gaming PC, mm-hmm. and it can it can serve as just a, head, a set for the virtual reality because your PC is obviously a right. lot more powerful than the Quest. Right. So that is some things where maybe it gets there, but I could see it being a problem where they have to design the game like Call of Duty, which is so detailed mm-hmm. around these. De- we'll see how long it takes which to get there. But imagine. It's super difficult because, dude, the amount that I play Call of Duty a lot, the amount that, yeah. that, the amount of storage that that eats up just to run on my CPU is like insane. It like, that's, slows I, that's a what lot I'm thinking. Stuff down like the single PCs. But I don't know. There, there, there's a, te- it's obviously a technology that is going to grow and get better. And I'm, t- they, they, they have, you know, they have the means to get it done. So absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Enough about VR, enough about the metaverse. We'll see how it goes way in the comments. You feeling it? You're not feeling it. Let us know. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this weekend, the past weekend's fights, Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley, crazy event. Everyone was talking about it in, on social media. So we're going to talk about it here. Stick with us. Take this break. We'll be right back. All right, so we're back, and over the weekend, we were talking about the Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley fight. This has been a thing that has been going on between the the Paul brothers. This is like a huge saga. You know, Logan Paul was the first guy to really do it, the YouTuber, and I don't know how he locked down Floyd Mayweather. I don't know how that was a thing, but they made millions and millions of dollars. So what is Jake Paul going to do? Like, he's been doing his whole career. He just kind of follows the footsteps of his brother and just kind of goes, all right, he did that with Vine. And so... He's a little bit more like easy to dislike Jake Paul, in my opinion, but I love him. I love him, but I feel like people look to like dislike him. And so we had a little bit of controversy after this fight. And I want to hear what you think about it because I know how I feel uh, watching the knockout. But I have been getting flooded on my uh, For You page on TikTok with everybody saying that he gave a hint when the punch was coming and it was a stage knockout. What do you yeah. think? No, I think it's real. I mean, I'm not an expert. And even like, but a lot of the experts, like um, there's a couple boxing channels that I see on YouTube. Then you have people like in the in the MMA community, Michael Bisbing, who is not a fan of uh, Jake Paul, but is a mm-hmm. professional fighter right. uh, and known for his boxing, right? They're saying that basically right before the punch, you see Jake Paul kind of twist his wrists. And the first time he, he twists his wrists- yeah, he twisted in. It was kind of like an unnatural motion. And then you see like when he does this, uh, Tyron like moves his hand and then he resets and he does it again. And then boom, he hits him, knocks him out. By the way, if you haven't seen it, we don't want to get demonetized here. Maybe we'll try to sneak it in. Probably mm-hmm. not. No. Check, look out. The, if got to look at the knockout. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's You can find it anywhere. Yeah, it's without it, Without a doubt, the knockout itself, he was unconscious. There's no, yeah. he, he literally... His face caught the mat. There's no yeah. way your body naturally is going to try to protect itself. He didn't even move his hands. His his dome literally caught the caught the mat. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people were saying like, when you're a boxer and your hands are inside those gloves, you'll sometimes push them together. Mm-hmm. You'll sometimes twist your wrist to try to like shake the glove a little bit to move it yes. to like readjust. And they're like, listen, you can clearly see that Jake is like he's fainting, like he's he's doing like little fakes to try to elicit a movement from Woodley to see what he's going to do yeah. when he does it. Like, so he's, he's testing him so that he starts to move. So the next time he does it, maybe Woodley doesn't react as quickly and you can clearly see he faints. 
Yeah. And then Woodley like reacts to it, he tries to parry it. And then when he resets, he goes back, he does the little jerk again. And then clearly you can see that Jake Paul's looking at his rib cage. Yeah. Right? So Tyron brings his arm down to protect his rib cage. But as Jake is looking at his rib cage, he goes up top and catches yeah. him with a hook. And it was a phenomenal it's, it's, hit. It's night night. I, I don't know if you can catch somebody cleaner than that. No, professional he, boxer, non-professional boxer. Dude, he he caught him on the, the stop button. That yeah. was literally the off button. He hit it right yeah. on the, the little nerve there. Yeah. And it was lights out. Even, you know, Tyron after the fight, who people are saying you really can't listen to him because, you know, if he's in on it, then he's going to ride it. But yeah, I'm telling you right now, Tyron had his whole family there, friends there. He's he's a he's a former UFC champion. Yeah. I just don't this see it. Guy, and if it did happen, I don't see how it wouldn't leak. Yeah. I mean, you're telling me this guy would have accepted whatever dollar amount. Like, I think he was doing okay for himself. I, now, we don't know. What, we obviously have no idea what his financial situation is like. But I think he was doing okay for himself. He's going to take an extra whatever it is to get cracked in the face and knocked out and be like, you know what, whatever. My career is done anyway. So, you know, let me get knocked out by Jake Paul. Like, that doesn't benefit him in any way. He's a young guy. I don't know if he's going to do it now. It's like, I don't know what route he's going in his life. I don't know what path he wants to go on. Getting knocked out by a young YouTuber does not benefit you when you've spent your whole life as a fighter. And so right. the whole thing about him, like, you know, and everybody's saying, like, every person that was like, oh, look at the twist. Because that was the first thing I saw. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at the twist. It's uh, He obviously was, was motioning to him. And then I literally saw Tyrone Woodley go to like move his arm to the hand and he like left his face completely susceptible. It's not like, like, like I saw some guys that were like, look how he drops his hand. And I'm like, you obviously have never had a punch come to your gut and no, like I've watched boxing, boxing matches where guys have literally just got cleaned out by getting hit in the ribs, getting the wind knocked out of them and they get knocked out that way. So these are like full blown punches to your gut. And I've been punched in the stomach before. It feels horrible. And so yeah, the punch was coming in the sixth round to his ribs. And so he went to move his arm down and clearly got like, he just, Jake just played him. He went to like, look like I'm going for the body and he cracked you in the face. And then, and it was so clear to me that Woodley was going to block the punch and then just got caught in the face. It wasn't like he just dropped his hands. It was like, here you go. Punch me in the face. Like it was just clear as day that that is not what happened in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I'm with and you. And so. And then there was a couple things. It was like, I was like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Then I saw somebody else came up on my feed and the guy was like, human nature is to brace yourself if you're going down face first. This guy just like went face into ate, the mat. Like you said. He ate the mat, dude. He goes, this this guy was unconscious when he was going to the mat. So then once I saw that, I was like, everybody else is talking about it. They're just looking for clicks or they're just looking for, I don't know, drama. And you know, everybody, because- you know what everybody loves to do with Jake Paul? They love to talk about him like, hey, look, come fight a real boxer. Like, this dude tried to fight a real yeah, boxer. T Tommy, Tommy Fury, Fury. Tyson Fury's brother, yep. Tyson Fury is world champ boxer. Tommy Fury, I can only imagine, is pretty good. I mean, he's five and, he was 5-0. and oh. So, this is a real boxer. Like, let's just... It, the, he, Tommy Fury bailed out early. Jake Paul just was like, I need this fight. Like, we got money on the line. Showtime. I got pay-per-view. I got... How can I get something? It's going to be a rematch. Now, what I thought going into it, and I think we talked about this, was that like, dude, they got to set up for the trilogy. He's got to lose this fight so they could do a third one. Obviously, Jake Paul had no desire. He was like, yep, nope, I'm going to knock no. you out. Yeah, he, 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 he wanted to knock him out because he said he was the one fighter that he hadn't knocked out yet that he's faced. I mean, listen, I don't care what anybody says. You know, whether you like Jake Paul, you don't like him, you think he's, you know, arrogant, whatever it may be. I actually, he's, he's, I, I agree with you. Like he's grown on me, you mm -hmm. know, like now I used to not be a fan of him, but he's grown on me because it takes a lot of balls to go in there and fight Tyron Woodley, who, mm -hmm. if you don't know who that is, like, this is a bad dude. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see him in the UFC. He's made a living yeah. knocking dudes out like <clears throat> boxing style made a living, like putting guys to sleep on their feet. So he has one power, one hit power where he will literally put you in the hospital with one fist. So any man who's willing to get in there with that mm -hmm. and fight him, mm -hmm. my hat goes off to you. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Jake Paul has the best trainers, the best mm -hmm. nutritionists, all the best like medicine, anything that you can have, the best training facilities. He's a multimillionaire already. So 
He's not like some amateur boxer who's like scrapping along. He's got the best people around him. He's got BJ Flores, who's a former professional boxer, good boxer, training him every day. He's mm-hmm. got all the best foods, all the everything at his fingertips to allow him to excel in boxing as fast as possible. And it seems like he's taking it very seriously. I'll tell you what, man. I hot take Tyson Fury got made the right move. I know Tommy. he was supposed to I'm sorry, yeah. you're right. Tom and Tommy Fury. I know I know that he was sick and he supposedly had a broken rib. I actually think that's all true, but I think he's sitting at home going, you know what? Probably not the best thing for me to fight this kid right now. Because if yeah, I cool. lose, he's trying to be world champion one day. You lose to Jake Paul, the YouTuber, your mm-hmm. your boxing career is over. So, yeah. man, I'll tell you what. Even like, he, who do you call out afterwards? Masvidal, Jose Jorge Masvidal, Nate Diaz, McGregor. Yeah, because they were all there and they were talking. Um, they were like talking crap. But here's the thing, right? So I just looked it up. Jake Paul is 24 years old. He's young. So say he's like, you know what? I like this boxing stuff. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna keep going with this. Let me try it. Let me go for it. He's like, what, two years into it right now? So he started at 22. Like, he's young. Three, he's got three some years, wins. Maybe, maybe he does fight somebody. I, I, don't, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I wouldn't hate seeing I, it. He's bringing money back to boxing. Boxing was dead after Floyd Mayweather. Dead. Yep. It got I, a little I bit actually could have gone. I could have gone, gone to Emmett, this. You know Emmett BBK yeah, and Emmett. Yeah. He had an extra ticket. Originally, it was supposed to be Tommy versus, uh, versus Jake Paul. And I was like, I'm in. And then he didn't have the extra ticket. He, one of his other friends that ended up going. He wanted it. And then he called me like two days you know, before the fight and was like, hey, my friend backed out. Now it's Tyron versus uh, uh, Jake if you want to go. And I was like, I can't go now. I have plans. Plus, that mm-hmm. wasn't as an exciting Where of a fight, fight for me in Tampa, Florida. Oh, okay. So yeah. I was like, I was just going to fly down there and check out the fight. But yeah, man, I'm excited to see where he goes. I don't think he's going to be like a world champion one day. I don't, but I, I enjoy watching fight. Like it almost seems like the professional boxers for the most part, are almost too technical. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see bad blood. I want to see uh, a dislike for each other. I don't yeah. want to see boxers picking and choosing who they're going to fight because they're trying to build up their own resume. Mm-hmm. I just want to see dudes going in there who hate each other yeah. and, and beat the shit out of each other. It's simple as that. Like I, I want to see that. And Jake, it's unpredictable. You don't know. I will say the fight was a little boring leading up to the knockout. It was kind of a lot of holding. Yeah. But I just think this form of boxing, like you said, is definitely bringing attention back to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I find it more interesting than the, than the two professional boxers who are technically sound, just going for points. Mm-hmm. Right. And like picking and choosing who you want to fight, which they all do it. You know, yep. that's the, that's the one thing I don't love about like UFC and boxing is all these guys are like picking and choosing. Like in these other sports, you can't really hide. Like we're the best team. We're going to play the other, the best, other best teams. Team. Yep. We, there's no way to hide from it. I don't get to pick my opponent every Sunday or every, you know, week. You know, for the most part, you're going to be playing, and if you're good, you'll beat them, and if you're not, you're going to lose. In UFC and boxing, like, they do that a lot. It's always like, well, I need to get my undefeated record. That's going to get me a little bit of buzz. Let me buy, let me fight all these scrubs. And then when I get to the top and I win, it's like, I'm not just going to take a fight with the second guy underneath me because that he may beat me, and I want to be the champ for a while because I need to have X amount of dollars that I can build up so that my worth is this when I have that huge fight. It just seemed all of it seems a little bit too calculated. But Dana White did a great job, man. He's uh he's created a billion dollar company and everybody loves the UFC. So uh I, I like that Jake is trying to go at some of the UFC guys because I would love to see him, you know, whatever it is what it is. He's not fighting real boxers. UFC fighters are animals. These guys are the real deal. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe not as technical as a boxer standing up, but the UFC fighters are guys that I wouldn't want to see in a street fight. Like, yeah, a boxer is a boxer. Like, call it for what it is. Like, anybody's going to be talking shit. Like, for me, I grew up wrestling. So, like, you see a, a boxer out, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going for your legs. I don't know that you're going to know what to do. UFC fighters, like, yeah, I could be on my feet or I could be on the ground or I could fight you any way you want. I could throw kicks. I'll do whatever I want. Like, those to me are fighters. Yeah, so, scary. I think it would be cool. Like, those guys are scary. UFC fighters are terrifying. So, I think it's cool, like, kind of going that route because it's like, well, Come into my world. And you saw McGregor do it. Um, but I, I don't think it works the other way around. Like I saw Dana White say something like, Jake Paul, like coming to the Octagon. Like that doesn't work that way. Like boxing, you can train to be a boxer. Like you got to go through a lot more stuff. Like yeah, when multiple it comes to arts. UFC. So it, it's like, it doesn't really, in my opinion, it doesn't really correlate side by side. So like calling him out in that sense, it's like, what are you doing there? 
Just like send your guys to the boxing ring and then see if they can hang until he gets yeah. knocked out. You and he I mean? will. He'll, eventually, he's going to get caught. Yeah. Eventually, he's going to get knocked out. But in the meantime, I think it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I'll definitely keep buying his fights because they're entertaining as hell. I like and, Jake uh, a lot. Jake, keep going, buddy. We like it. We enjoy it. We'll take one more break. We'll be right back. All right. So we're back from our final ad break, and we have one more topic that we wanted to cover. And it's with someone that we've talked about quite a bit, right? This is He's no stranger on this podcast. I wish in person, but just uh, our topics. Uh, Elon Musk, and he was voted uh, Times Person of the Year, 2021 Person of the Year. And now, you know, that that would, you know, that's awesome. But it came yeah. with a little bit of drama. Came with a little bit of drama. Senator Liz Warren rips Elon Musk, member, member um, 2021 Person of the Year, and said, time for this freeloader to pay his fair share. Would you would you describe Elon Musk as a freeloader? That if you can describe Elon Musk one way, yeah, billionaire, innovator, close to a billionaire. Would you describe him as a freeloader? No, no, I wouldn't. I don't. I you know. I don't know what what Elon pays. I know all the. I know the rich in general have the best accountants and all find ways to kind of reduce what they pay in taxes. I don't know if that's the right. Uh, time and place for I I think Elon is the you know Ben Franklin of our time like I think he's creating things like that are going to change the world forever mm -hmm. you know what I mean like well after he's gone and he's not only doing it in the I mean the guy's huge on climate change obviously that's mm -hmm. why he's so big on electric vehicles he's trying to reduce carbon emissions so that our world has less pollution less effect of the ozone layer obviously it's more you know we last longer and you know, mm -hmm. we're not, we're not, he, he's someone who understands that if we keep having gas powered vehicles, it's, you know, we're, we're not going to, it's not going to end well. Right. And then on top of that, knowing that he may not get what he wants as far as everything becoming electric and reducing mm -hmm. pollution and all that. And if the whole electric vehicle thing doesn't work where he's not able to reduce the amount of pollution that we're creating through vehicles, he's also working on a second idea, which is to make us, uh, interplanetary, where we have the ability to go to Mars and colonize Mars and and live on Mars, so that if Earth becomes a place where we have to uh, basically exit, I don't know a better way to say it, right? It becomes a place yeah. where it's we can't live here, and this and, will and not happen healthy. in our generation. It'll not be in our like generation, but he's to come, yeah. He's thinking about yeah. it, and NASA's he's not gonna like be here. He's trying to put no. Something NASA in was like dead in the water. We were like no longer space travel was like non-existent mm -hmm. and i was just seeing an article recently where like spacex accounted for like 90 percent of all missions from space you know to, to space so i think he's an innovator i he by no means is he perfect and listen i'm not sitting here naive enough to believe that part of the reason he's doing this is because he makes money off of it mm -hmm. like he's a businessman like i do think he values money but if you look at him he like he lives in like a a 500 square foot home like on the tesla or spacex base like mm -hmm. he's not somebody who lives a high lifestyle where he's like driving around in mclarens and f1 and you know Lamborghinis. let me give you some information about this freeloader let me tell you something about this freeloader this is where it's coming from this is from cnbc last week they had a report elon musk is expected to pay 11 billion with a b in taxes in 2021 what what a freeloader $11 billion. I, it's like, enough is enough. He needs to pay his fair share. This is ridiculous. Well, you know what people are going to say, though, to that? Like, I'm with you, but I know people are going to say, like, yeah, but what percentage of his net profits was that, you know, that year? Like, because of the, the tax, uh, you know, technicalities out there, you know, the tax workarounds well they're trying even though he he made you know he's all close he's on pace to be a trillionaire yeah so 11 well, billion dollars to him is like the equivalent of like 1100 yeah. to us well that's a projection they he's projected to be a trillionaire based off of the growth of his two companies separately into one so like that could be wrong he may not be a trillionaire but like keep he's on the path right but but my biggest thing is just like the whole like it just kind of goes to show like, yeah, all right. Is he doing, is, is he finding ways around it? Yes. But is he paying taxes? Yes. Like he's not like not paying any taxes. And I think that's like the whole like political thing about it. Cause I bet you there's a bunch of people that are like, yeah, Elon Musk should be paying his fair share. And nobody knows this guy's paying this year projected over $11 billion in taxes. Now, like, I don't know. Does that equate to exactly what he has made this year or what is worth? It's like, 
I don't know, but it's not like he's paying nothing. It's $11 billion. Okay. I agree. That's an obscene amount of money, you know, and that probably makes up a ton of the taxes that are being paid for the year. Like the lowest, the lowest income uh, level in the US, they, they, they pay no taxes. And so it's like, yes, like, yeah, I do agree with the whole fair share, but I don't agree with politicians just spewing out dumb statements just for like clicks or to get people behind, like whatever kind of movement they're trying to do when in all actuality, it holds no weight. And I would hope that people start to like look up information that their politicians are saying, uh, because it's just like a lot of these, you know, a lot of people are saying like, Oh, tax the rich, tax the rich. But it's like, as all these tax changes are happening, you know, we were just talking about stuff that was going through that kind of got halted. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be taxed too. Like the middle class does get taxed too. It doesn't just hit the rich. That just isn't how it works because for the most part, a lot of these rich people are the ones that are voting for people that go into office. So you think they're just going to like spit in the people's faces that are kind of like funding their campaigns. Like, I don't know. It just seems, I think we have a little bit more of a, uh, we have a, a lot easier way to access information now. And so I, I'm eager to see like what does Elon Musk pay in taxes this year? You know, like, because I'm sure he'll be pretty transparent about it because he's the one that put that out initially. And then it's caused, you know, news outlets to investigate it because Elon Musk isn't one of those celebrities where you just say something about him and he's like, oh, let me just kind of, you know, whatever. I'm making my millions or billions. Uh, no, I'm making my billions slash trillions. And I'm just going to stay quiet. Like he's been going at people on Twitter and I love it. Like I'm all for it. Mm. Kind of like rips into them. He, there was another one about like climate change or something like that. And he goes, I'll donate 6 billion right now. If you can show me something, I can't remember exactly what it is, but you guys got to look it up. It's awesome. He just calls him out and like, you hear nothing about it. It's like, exactly like this guy, like this guy is, I think innovator is such an incredible way to describe him, but he's also brilliant. Like he's just brilliant yeah. where like you think you're going to say something to him and he's not going to be able to be like, oh, let me exploit you really quickly. Because and he's not like political too. Like he he no. will call out a Democrat and a Republican yeah. in the same Which day. Which is awesome. He don't care. He's all about like human growth and mm-hmm. evolution. Yeah. You know, it's two questions for me. First part of your, your, you know, your statement as far as like time. Do I think he's deserving of it? Yes, absolutely. He's in, like we just said, he's an innovator. I believe for me personally, he's inspirational. I think a lot of young kids are going to aspire to to do things like him, to push the boundaries, to expand our capabilities. Like what's better than human beings finding ways to explore new, you know, the, the universe, right? Like there's so much more out there. We're such a small part of it. If we're not constantly pushing that envelope because of budgetary concerns, then what are we really doing here? Like, what are we, are we just going to wait until something bad happens? Like one of his missions recently was uh, the DART mission where he was trying to go out there and basically fly this spaceship or whatever it was, a satellite into an asteroid, right? We were talked about it on mm-hmm. the podcast. So that God forbid that ever does really happen. We're not just sitting around going, what are we going to do? So to so the first part, I think he's very deserving of the, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are deserving of it, but I think he's equally deserving. So to give it to him, I think it's a great choice. The second part, as far as taxes, I won't get into my financials. All I'll say is this, I'm self-employed. You know, I have my podcast, my private investigation firm, Winter Circle, you know, all these different facets where I'm my own guy and I have to, you know, go through my accountant to pay my my taxes and I do pay my fair share. I don't have some high powered accountant that's like yeah. hiding money for me. And I can tell you guys out there that my average is about 30 percent, you know, 30 to 35 percent I'm paying in taxes of what I make in profit. And I'm not privy to the tax loopholes that these millionaires are. So Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of what I made this year, I'm going to pay about 30 something percent. So to be fair, even though I'm a uh, a Elon Musk fanboy, admittedly, I am willing to bet right now, Elon Musk is not paying 30%. He's probably paying somewhere closer to like on in the single digits. Same thing with like Jeff Bezos and all these other ones, whoever you want to name, they're all doing it. They, they have those, ways to hide their money. They, they, they have experts. That's all they do all day long. So listen, you can make the argument that it's not fair that they're doing that. You could also make the argument that you got to improve uh, tax, the tax code so that they can't take advantage of those loopholes. I don't know what the answer is, but I do think it's two separate issues. And I don't think it was right for Elizabeth Warren to um, take something that's a really a big achievement for anybody. Correct. And, and to use that to, uh, as an opportunity to politicize it and say like, Oh, He's a bad person because he's not paying in taxes when he's doing more for our country, our world, as far as, you know, trying to improve on our, you know, 
how we make this this the earth more sustainable for our children than most of the people, including the politicians. Um, so I think it's poor choice on Elizabeth Warren's part, but you know, it is. Yeah, what I it mean, is. but you know, you know, politicians can't help themselves. They do it on both nah, sides of the aisle. Any any moment it. is a chance to like crush and push what their agenda is and what's getting them in office and what's making them all their money. Um, you know, which is, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Any, anything else before we close it out? I mean, we're kind of, listen, we're not, we're aware. We're not like really poignant tonight. We're kind of, it's a day, again, we're in Christmas mode. We wanted to keep episodes coming. We want to keep growing this community. We want to keep talking to you guys. So as long as y'all have us, we're going to keep being here. Mm -hmm. And these are the types of conversations we have. It's not going to be always, Doom and gloom. There's a lot of negative stuff that we were seeing. We honestly, full disclosure, we were looking it up as far as our headlines for the week mm -hmm. before we came on here. And we both just decided collectively, like, no, nah, we're just not going there. Like, yeah. there are things that we wanted to talk about, but we're like, nope, let's just have a week where if you if you're giving us the opportunity to have your attention for an hour, we want you to leave here in a better mood than when you started. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to get you all fired up about things. There's plenty of time throughout the year to do that. This week is not that week. Let's ride out the year with some with some positive news. And I think all the things we talked about, you know, pretty positive, you know. <laughs> I mean, uncertain, but not too negative. Yeah. Although some people are trying to make it negative. No, but next week, guys, we're going to be talking about, we're going to do a 2021 recap. Uh, yes. Go over the Survivor season, the Big Brother season, what, what we're hoping for in the new year with Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother coming on. And so we're going to be touching race. on all that amazing race. So that's going to be our, our, our 2021 recap episode is going to be next week. So make sure if you guys are here right now, turn on those notifications. Let a friend know that maybe is into the show that hasn't listened to the winner circle, pass it along to your friends, pass it along to your family. Cause that's the only way we're going to really grow and build this community. So we appreciate you guys being here and uh, make sure those notifications are on. That's right. We appreciate like it. comment, subscribe. We appreciate you being here. Have a great Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone who doesn't celebrate Christmas. We're, uh, we're thinking of all of you. We're hoping you're enjoying it with your loved ones. Thank you for joining us here on The Winner's Circle. We will see you next week.